0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local women local men. Member FDIC. It is Tuesday, March 23rd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-talk 877-420-8255. White Claw, heart made pure. We got a lot going on. I don't know where to begin. Well, I probably should begin with what's happening right now as in the bottom of the 6th with no outs. Marshall is leading West Virginia in baseball action today, seven to nothing. Marshall scored in the bottom of the first, a run. Marshall scored three in the bottom of the third, and then two in the bottom of the fourth, and then a run in the bottom of the fifth. Right now, they're heard in the bottom of the sixth, no out, leading seven to nothing. West Virginia has one hit. Marshall has 10, so a good day so far for the Thundering Herd. And of course, I don't think that's going to be over before we go off the air. If it is before we go off the air, we'll get to that final score. And, of course, uh, it's a big deal. Marshall has not played West Virginia in Huntington uh, since the 80s. Most of these matchups being played in Charleston, being played in Morgantown, and for good reason. Let's be honest. Let's be quite fair. Marshall just hasn't had the facilities that are up to snuff. Marshall's got a better place now still looking to try to get that baseball park built but at the same time Marshall just hasn't had the facilities and so it's been better to play this series in Charleston and play this series in Morgantown but hopefully Marshall will have facilities in line with Division I baseball soon and if that does happen sooner than later we'll hopefully see this series continue and it looks like it's a It's a good relationship right now between the two coaches, so this series happens. Of course, in soccer, Marshall and West Virginia are starting to play again. The coaches have a great relationship, but honestly, in baseball, facilities. I'm surprised Marshall's ever able to get anyone to come in and um, agree to bring their team to play a game in Huntington. And Of course, baseball facilities have been just abysmal. Conference USA, those matches being played in Charleston. Again, facilities were an issue. I mean, Conference USA is a much better baseball league than some people think, and it's a much better soccer league as well, and so you need to have facilities. So I know we're, we're hitting hard the fact that Marshall, unfortunately, the pandemic slowed things down. Marshall has not yet been able to break ground, get things going on the baseball facility. We were at the press conference. Remember, we were there. Here it is. This is where the baseball park's going to go, and this is what it's going to kind of look like. Of course, we saw what the bids looked like, and then it's going to have to be sent back. I'm sure more fundraising is going to have to happen. You're trying to get something uh, at least that's you know, close to the vision you had. You might have to cut back a little. And I hate that. That's the one thing I hate, I hate to cut back on what you were envisioning. And you don't want to go overboard. You don't want to. At the same time, you want to have something that's really nice, uh, something that will last a long time, That's something that I'm sure can be well-maintained. Upgraded if need be. You want something that's nice. You want a, a first-class facility to show that you are serious about baseball. And so here, here's a first step today. You get this series. And, of course, Marshall right now having some success against West Virginia in this moment, 7 nothing. So that's where we're at. Now, on the volleyball side of things, we got to talk about Coach Ari Agnes and her squad. We weren't here with you yesterday. March Madness continued into Monday. Probably some of the uh, most fun I've had watching a little basketball now and then. This was fun. The bracket's all messed up. Uh, I barely, first place right now in the office pool, barely could go any way. Gonzaga loses, I'm out. I did not pick Illinois, thankfully, so I did not get my bracket busted like uh, our friend Bill Cornwell. Had his bracket busted because he took Illinois, and that's okay. That was a good pick. Who knew Ohio State would get – who knew the Big Ten would get smacked around in this thing? And so you've got Baylor and Gonzaga. Maybe your odds on favorites. I need Houston to get to the Final Four. That would help me immensely with my pick. I need Gonzaga to win, obviously, since I picked him. I need them to win. But Houston, I need them to make the Final Four. I need Baylor to make the Final Four. And I believe I need Alabama to make the Final Four. And, of course, there you got Michigan standing in my way. And for bracket purposes only, I know this is not popular with some of you. For others, you're like right on. But this was was bracket purposes only. I took Syracuse to go to the Sweet 16. I thought about it. I looked at it for a while. And I thought, you know, they had a a pretty good performance kind of showing what they were about in that tournament. I'm going to give them a shot. I'm going to take a run on them. Bayheim as a double digit seed does pretty good. Sure, Syracuse hasn't been the most prolific team as of late. They haven't been the almost always in contention power they have been for a while. But I had a feeling, okay? I think this team can make it to the Sweet 16. And West Virginia could have beat them. So credit to West Virginia. Bob Huggins gets his 900th in the tournament and then loses to Syracuse. And I know that was salt in the womb for a lot of Herd fans um, years ago to lose to West Virginia. That was really hurtful. You had a great run. You lose to West Virginia in that, in that second round. And then so you, you see West Virginia losing to Syracuse. And, and I'm sure that was really painful because those schools had a great rivalry when both were in the Big East. I was a fan of Big East basketball. I was a huge fan of Big East basketball, just from the basketball standpoint. And I like Syracuse. I liked them, and it's not because they played West Virginia. Get that out of your head now. I liked Syracuse uh, a long time ago because they're an excellent school for people who want to go into broadcasting, go into this type of media. They're an excellent choice. So I looked at them, looked at Marshall, obviously decided, you know what, Home is the best place for me. Staying here, going to Marshall, worked out for me. And I'm thankful for that. But I looked at Syracuse, uh, and I've always been a fan. I like Bayhide. And so I would always watch Big East basketball. And, of course, I'm a Bob Huggins fan. I, like, I liked him when he was at Cincinnati. I've always been a Bob Huggins fan. The few times I've actually interacted with Bob Huggins, he's always been top-shelf act, Good guy. I'm not into these fan beefs. I like Bob Owens. I I was happy he got 900. Uh, congratulations to him by the way. That's amazing. Not in the Hall of Fame. 900 wins. I mean, what do what more do you want? But I picked Syracuse in my bracket. If West Virginia would have won, that would have been amazing. It was a fun game. It was one of my more enjoyable games. I I picked Ohio in that first round, too. I got lucky there. Picked Ohio, uh I had Creighton over him in the second round, and Creighton came through. Again, this is bracket purposes only. If Ohio would have won, I would have been completely happy for those guys. I think they've got a great team. Instead, not the case here. It did not happen for them. But still, good job by the Ohio Bobcats. Moorhead State ran into a buzzsaw with the Mountaineers. And then you just look at the bracket, how crazy it's been. It's been fun to say the least, watching some of these matchups and mismatchups and some teams look like they were overseeded and some teams definitely look like they were underseeded. And the way it's gone so far, it's been fun. I like chaos in the bracket. I do. I'm all about. even though from a playing the game bracket standpoint, you want to have something you can just all right, this is guaranteed this is what. It's going to look like you want something that's a little bit more orderly. If you're playing brackets or maybe you thrive on the chaos and you just go, okay, let's, let's go with the chaos here. Let's roll with it. And that's what we've got right now with the brackets. Of course, when these games start back up, we're going to have that action like we did all weekend long right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. But I know we got off on, we got off on a tangent here. I was going to talk about martial volleyball. It's been a few days since we've done this show. Marshall volleyball, Ari Agnes getting the sweep over the, over the late weekend. And guess who's still the offensive player of the week. Still, reigning champion, still. Sierra de Bell. Back to back now. This is the Sierra de Bell Award. This is basically the Sierra de Bell Tour. If she is not in serious contention for Player of the Year honors, she's first team. If she's not first team, nobody was paying attention. Second of all, if she is not a heavy favorite for Player of the Year in Conference USA, somebody's not paying attention. She is one of the best in this league. She had a fantastic finish at Old Dominion. Marshall guaranteed himself a spot in the Conference USA Tournament. And Marshall, facing off against Old Dominion, DeBell had 36 kills, average of 4.50 per set. And she hit at a three forty six clip. 18 digs, by the way. Five total blocks, one assist, one ace. Also had just one... Reception error and 59 attempts. That's almost 100%. .983. Uh, you'll take that. And the second match, 23 kills, and that was a comeback victory. Marshall trailed 2-1, going into, um, into the fourth. And then what does, what does Sierra do? She brings him back. That's what she does. That's the kind of player you want to have on your team. That's the kind of leader you want to have on your team. And she's definitely player of the year, material in conference USA. And we haven't even talked about basketball yet. We've got so much going on. And by the way, two outs top of the seventh, Marshall leading West Virginia in baseball, 7 nothing. Again, if this game concludes before we go off the air, we'll get to that final score. We haven't talked about Marshall basketball. We're going to do that. Because yesterday we get the news, and again, we didn't have a show, so not able to talk about it with you. So that's what we're going to do today. Uh, Some changes coming to the Marshall basketball team. The good news is, according to Twitter, at least looking at Tavion Kenzie's Twitter, he's coming back. There's another player that's not coming back, and we'll get into that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Checking baseball, still 7-0, Thundering Heard. I haven't got a refresh in a while, but it's 7-0, bottom of the 7th. For those of you not watching the free broadcast on Herdzone.com, CUSA USA TV. I'm surprised we're not carrying this game. That's all I'm saying. Welcome back to The Drive. You're on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Pulse One, your host. So yesterday, we had another full day of basketball, and we started finding out maybe some of the uh, things that are going to be happening with the Thundering Herd as far as as players that are going to return, players that are going to decide to leave. So what's the news? What's the good news? Well, first of all, the good news is, and every time you have a season in, you have the potential now to honestly see your team completely change. You could have some of the best players going, and if things change, they can get into the transfer portal and leave. But the good news is the players that are coming back, we got Jansen Williams coming back. Going to make that shot block record his own. Decided I'm just going to etch my name even further, deeper into that record book. So uh, according to... Keith Morehouse, yesterday he was the first one to break all this. He was talking to Dan D'Antoni. So uh, we give Keith credit here. Uh, Jansen Williams is coming back. Darius George, Michael Byers, they all plan on returning to play next year. And so that's the good news. All right, you got those players back. You got a strong little core there, got a nucleus. And then Iron Bennett planning on transferring. And he wants to see what's out there for him, take advantage of some opportunities, see what's going to, Work best for him, and that's good. That's what the transfer portal is there for. It's give these kids an opportunity. They don't like the situation. For whatever reason, and that is their decision, whatever their reasons are, the opportunity is there for them to make that transfer. So Iron's going to go ahead and transfer. And then you have Jared West. He has decided he's going to transfer portal. And the breakdown on this is he wants to test himself. He wants to put himself up against higher-level competition. How do you do that? Well, you don't get that in Conference USA. Top to bottom, you don't get that higher-level competition. So he wants to go and test the waters, see if he can play for a Power 5 school, and that means playing Power 5. Sure, that's a football term. It's a football thing, but still, you want to play some of those higher echelon schools, some of those power schools, for lack of a better term. And that's a great move for him because he has aspirations of the NBA. He wants to go in the NBA. And how's he going to get to the NBA? Well, the best thing for him to do is to play against higher-level competition. If he has true aspirations, he wants to play pro ball, he wants to play in the NBA, that's what you got to do. Because you're not going to get that in Conference USA. It's nothing against Marshall. Had a great run here at Marshall, and he enjoyed his time here. There's nothing that indicates that he's sick of it or he's fed up, has a disagreement. Instead, he's got dreams to play in the NBA. So how do you get to the NBA? Well, you got to make sure you're seen. And I'm not so sure he was seen in Conference USA. He should have been seen, but... Definitely one of the best players in the league. He made defensive team. He made second team Conference USA. I think he could have been a first teamer. Who do you take off that list, though? That's the big question. And if he could have had maybe um, an opportunity to showcase himself a little bit more, Marshall did miss some games. Still makes defensive team, makes second team. You know, without him, Marshall doesn't have the season it has. Tavion Kinsey, though, that was the next question, and I'm just going by his tweets. And again, nothing is nothing is official until it's official. But you know, looking at Tavion, it's like I'm I'm coming back. So that looks like to be the case. So you got Tavion coming back, and you got Jared go to test himself, go to try, maybe get on with a team that he can fit in with automatically showcase what he has, play some high-level competition, night in, night out, and get more of a look from the NBA, see what he needs to do to maybe improve his stock, see what kind of chance he has. And, of course, if he's not drafted, there's still other opportunities and other avenues to get into the NBA. It's not all over. But that's his reason. And you you hate it for the kid only because you're going to miss him. That's it. You hate it. You hate it for the kid. Because he's, he's just throwing himself out there to say, okay, I'm, I, I've got to take this chance. Because you might find that nobody is uh, picking up anybody. That's the only thing I hate for him. But, kid of his talent, his intelligence on the basketball court, his work ethic, I'm sure someone is going to say, look, oh, hey, this kid's available. We got to pick him up. We got to talk to him, see if he can come here and play for us. And wherever he lands, I think he's going to do a fantastic job. If he lands at West Virginia University, you root for that kid. Period. End of story. If he goes and plays for WVU, you root for that kid. If he plays for a team you don't like, suck it up, Buttercup. You root for that kid to be successful. End of story. I mean, it's not like he's going to go play for Western Kentucky. He wants to play in a Power 5 situation. So he goes and plays for a school in the Power 5, and you, you congratulate him, and you follow his career for the next year, and you just hope that he can show a lot more people what he's capable of doing. And you kind of sit back, and you wait, and you watch, and see what a Marshall is going to do here. What's the Thundering Herd going to look like here in the next few months and weeks? What's this team going to to do? And hopefully we're going to have less of a, um, of a restriction here on how things are done. I'm hopeful that here come next basketball season, we're in a better place. People are still doing their part as far as trying to mitigate the virus. If you haven't been vaccinated yet, you're, you're doing your part by social distancing, putting a mask on. You're an adult. You know what you need to do. And if you've been vaccinated, you're still doing your part as well. You're, you're still you know, doing everything you can to mitigate this. And hopefully we get to the point where, OK, we can open up the we can open the Henderson Center up a little bit more. We can have more people in. You know, we don't have to worry as much because you know, we've got a team that is vaccinated. So you don't have to worry about, OK, if someone has it, well, what does that mean? And you're hoping to you get things back to some sense of familiarity. I don't think we're going to go back to normal because I don't know what normal is right now. What is normal? Normal is, and I don't want to use new normal. I mean, this is normal right now. This is what it is. This is normal. What's going to be new normal? But I know this. Jared's going to do well. Wherever he goes, wherever that kid ends up, he's going to do well. But I hate he's going because he was a bulldog out there. I mean, that was a kid. When I first saw him, I'm like, man, I wish he could score more. And I first saw him out there, I'm like, you know, I like him, I like his game, but man, I really wish I could see him score more. And then I watched him more because I wanted to understand him better. I'm like, okay, doesn't necessarily need to score. Look at him; he he's got his teeth sunk into that guy. He's not letting go. He's locking guys down. All right. Man, if he could score a little bit more, man, he'd be pretty pretty dangerous out there. And what do you do? He started scoring more. So he's going to do well wherever he goes, and I'm happy for him. We'll check in on Marshall Baseball when we continue. We'll get your phone calls in as well. Paul Swan, your host for The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host. Glad you are with me for this afternoon. Back once again. I'm grateful that we had basketball for the last few days. So, that was weird. Actually, sit back and just have nothing to talk about, and just watch basketball. That was fun. Glad we could do it. Uh, bottom of the eighth. Now we've been updating you on Marshall's baseball matchup against West Virginia, as being played now during the show. And in the bottom of the eighth, West Virginia is on the board. Um, they get on the board and now. Marshall is at bat. So it's seven-one bottom of the eighth. So uh, game still. Uh, right now, it looks like it's going to be in the Herds' favor unless Marshall pitching just falls flat here in the uh, next inning. This should hold. This is going to be a pretty good win for the Thundering Herd. Marshall, of course, playing host to West Virginia. Uh, this has not happened in a long time, as we outlined earlier in the show. Uh, big reason was the fact that Marshall just didn't have the facility. To be fair, this is a, a team that is now a Big 12 team you want to go and play baseball against of course programs that have good facilities yeah right fair i think so i think that's fair so that's where we're at right now with the thundering herd leading in the bottom of the 8th here 1 to i'm sorry 7 to 1 over the mountaineer so we'll keep an eye on that one uh we've got about 18 minutes left of show time. So if they can wrap this thing up quickly, we'll get to that final score. Of course, uh, you can check out all the information over at HerdZone.com. Uh, this is actually the free game of the day on HerdZone.com. So I know a lot of people are wanting to go out there, not that much capacity. Get a chance to see all this game in its entirety. Again, you can watch the final innings if you like over on HerdZone.com. I do appreciate you sticking with me here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. When we continue, we're going to talk men's soccer. We're going to wrap the show up, hopefully get you that final score on the baseball side here on today's edition of The Drive. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Top of the ninth, West Virginia trailing the thundering herd seven to one welcome back it's the drive here on espn 94.1 and am 930 we might have a final here in just a moment till then you've got me for the remainder of your drive home and of course appreciate you making me a part of your day As said earlier for those of you just joining us back in uh, we haven't been here for a few days uh, we weren't here monday And, of course, uh, March Madness began. We had the first four on Thursday. And then the tournament began in its proper place on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And, of course, if you missed any of that action over the weekend, you get another chance to catch it all because we'll have those games for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I do like the afternoon basketball, though. I will say this. I like the afternoon basketball. I liked having the – okay, I'm just going to sit back at noon – And and watch a little bit of this action and pretend like I'm working. I I like that. Boss didn't know the difference, you know, because I'm over over away from him. his off. He can't really see me. If you're not familiar with our building, we have a mini forest inside of it. So there's like a tree cover. I can get away with a few things. Of course, uh, knowing my luck, he's listening right now. Those trees are going to get cut down tomorrow. But that is another story altogether. And it was fun, though. It was just nice to have some bad, you know, and... I would normally, I would be stuck to the TV just watching this stuff, but it was nice. I had uh, some pretty weather to to work with here, had my radio. It was fun. It really was nice. You know, perfect timing with the weather and just getting out. And hope you enjoyed some of that this weekend as well, watching uh, some of the basketball. Or if you were like me, just take it with you, listen to it on the radio. If you're in the car, it was fun. Hopefully we can... Uh, do more afternoon stuff like that. Of course, baseball season coming up here, we'll have a few opportunities to kick back and just take an afternoon off and, and do some baseball. But that's coming up in about a month or so. We, of course, have got our very own baseball team right now. Thundering Herd leading West Virginia top of the ninth here, two outs. So this is almost over. It's academic at this point. We just are waiting for the final out and to make this thing officially final. While we're waiting for the final score here, uh, I don't want to overlook soccer because the Thundering Herd, eighth-ranked. Have we not mentioned that enough? I don't think we have. Eighth-ranked in the country right now. And Marshall having a fantastic week. Fantastic. Beat UK. Four shutouts now going in, and three straight after a one nothing victory in Lexington, beating UK. Marshall has owned the Wildcats in soccer as of late. It's been pretty, pretty convincing that the Thundering Herd. See, you you can go up see because they're not an SEC school in soccer; they're a Conference USA school. So that's even a bigger deal. You beat them, and it's more important now than ever to win this conference in the regular season. But good outing for the soccer team. But what I want to talk about is, of course, you have def- – we talked about Sierra Bell earlier. Volleyball, it's it's her award, right? Offensive Player of the Week. Well, you have Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week. Guess what? Thunder and Her are starting to rack some awards up here. And Colin Masiunas. pulled in Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week. And so now this is maybe the Thundering Herds Award because Nathan DeSantos honored back on March 16th, so Colin Masiunas getting the award for this week. It's starting to become evident. Conference USA is paying attention. You're seeing the 8th-ranked Thundering Herd. Again, Marshall's ranked 8th in the country in soccer. And backing it up, not a thin, you're hoping they're good, backing it up, going into Lexington and beating another top-ranked team. So pay attention to this herd soccer team. And we do have a final, finally. We have got a final, the Thundering herd defeating the West Virginia Mountaineers in men's baseball this afternoon in Huntington, something that I had not been able to say My entire career, I'd have to go back. Maybe one time when I was at WMUL, the campus radio station. Maybe I said it one time there. Actually, no, because I was there in 89. And they hadn't been in Huntington since 88, I believe. So I've never said this on the air. In Huntington, Marshall has defeated West Virginia in men's baseball 7-1. to So congratulations to the Thundering Herd. It's a fun series. And when Marshall plays West Virginia next, and if it's in Morgantown, I'm sure it's going to be a lot tighter contest. And... We'll see what happens. Maybe the Marshall can get them in Morgantown. Maybe the Mountaineers will get revenge on the herd, and then we'll have this thing recycle again and get the juices flowing, and it'll be fun. Of course, if you're a herd fan, you're rooting for the herd. If you're a Mountaineer fan, you're rooting for the rematch. It should be played more often. It seriously should be played. Same thing with the soccer series. That should be played more often. I mean, these series should be played. And if Marshall can continue to move forward and get the facility it needs as a baseball program i mean more people can see this thing in Huntington and more people in morgantown can see this thing because again yeah, the two coaches seem to like each other they seem to have respect and like each other same thing with soccer the the two coaches think that this is important for the state for these two schools to meet in soccer so let's go whatever works best let's do it so congratulations here to uh to Coach Wags getting the victory today, 7-1 over West Virginia and Huntington. And uh, the baseball team, of course, uh, had a tough road trip. So getting back to Huntington and getting an opportunity to play, that is pretty uh, that is pretty good turnaround there. So I'm excited for them. And, of course, uh, we, of course, going to be here for the rest of the week, back tomorrow for our uh, normal schedule, basketball coming up, later this week uh, we will not be taking off the air for the rest of the tournament it looks like so it'll be pretty clear and of course we'll get that schedule out to you if you're uh, going to keep eye on all the action uh, it's gonna be a little different it's going it's gonna be there's not gonna be really the whole we're gonna play a game here play a game here play a game here it's gonna basically be game 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 so you're gonna have four consecutive games. You do that, and then the next day you're going to have four consecutive games. And then you're going to get down to more of that. So you get 16 teams, eight games. And then you will get down to half of that, play those games, set your final four. Sure, the atmosphere is a little different, but I think the zaniness and the making this a television event has really worked out for the NCAA. I wasn't sure how this would be really, I guess, embraced. I mean, because March Madness is about the pomp, the circumstance. I mean, that's it's college. That's the point. That's why it's different and fun because there's pomp and circumstance. There's fans interacting. There's the bands, even the rented ones. Those are cool. There's all of the the craziness. The buzzer beaters, the last-second shots, all the pomp and circumstance there. And we've got the madness part of this. And we've seen so many different teams from different conferences. And actually, I think this is a more entertaining tournament this year because we have so many different faces, so many different programs breaking through. It's, It's been more fun for me. It's fun, period, but it's been more enjoyable for me to watch and even though I look at my bracket and go, okay, that's uh, that's a mess. I'm looking at you, Ohio State. I'm looking at you. Didn't bust my bracket, but you sure did smack it around a little bit. I'm looking at you, Buckeyes. And, of course, I'm sure the almost the entire state of Ohio eliminated from March Madness as the Buckeyes were eliminated. Come on. If you're a Buckeye fan, you penned in. You know you did it. You put Ohio State in. You put Ohio State in, you know you did it because you thought, oh, hey, they're going to win this thing. They got a shot. You put them in. You at least had them in the final four. I didn't go that far. I had Illinois going pretty far. But again, I didn't have them in the final four. Baylor, Houston, Gonzaga, Alabama. I've got Gonzaga, Baylor as my championship game. I've got Gonzaga winning it all. But I need Houston to hit the Final Four so I can possibly win this bracket because it's between the people who picked Gonzaga and it's between the people who picked Baylor. And, of course, there's one guy in the office that picked Michigan. And so if Michigan hits, that guy's going to be laughing at the rest of us. And, by the way, you you want to know what the, the bracket looks like? The off, Are you curious to what the office bracket looks like? I'm not going to tell you all, but I'll give you the standings here because you might find it interesting. If you've listened to this program long, you will you will know some of the some of the names that have come across this control room over the years. But we have in first place, me barely, barely. I've got 41 points. I'm in first place. Second place, there's a tie between a salesperson and this building and our former show producer, who is our producer for our pre and post game shows, Gabriel Sellers, second. So it's me picking Gonzaga versus former show producer, pre COVID show producer. Let's just call him that pre show producer, pre COVID show producer, Gabriel Sellers. Second, he's got Baylor, I've got Gonzaga. Do you think I want to come in here on the day after the championship game and sit down and say, I want to congratulate our pre-COVID-19 show producer who does not follow college basketball, Gabriel Sellers. I want to congratulate him for his inspired pick throughout the tournament and winning this thing. Bill Cornwell is fourth place, and his bracket's busted with Illinois, so at least that makes me feel a little bit better. Oh, yeah, by the way, I don't want Baylor to win either because uh, Jason Toy has picked Baylor from uh, our, uh, our esteemed friend, and I love him to death, but I don't want to lose to him ever. It's that kind of friendship. Love the guy to death. And don't want to lose to him ever. Never. That's going to do it for this edition. Hey, Thanks for tuning in. I do appreciate you for being a part of the program. We'll be back again to do it all over tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.